Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Tell me the story. Okay. We'll just, we'll just get cracking. Tell your story first. You'll make, so I, I've got, for any listeners, I've got the new Dre Powerbeats Pro because my headphones got too sweaty and I wanted some that I could use to work out and play basketball in. And Is so, that why? The sweat reasons? Well, well, no. So basically I bought these like 50 quid ones off Amazon. They're called like Tautronics or something. <laughs> like They're like clearly some Chinese knockoff of whatever. Um, but they were really good. I would recommend them, but playing basketball in them, the foam just got sweaty. And I know I could replace the foam, but I was like, oh, I'm just going to Google it. And then I spent like, too long on Google looking at reviews of headphones. And the exhaustion of that made me go with the brand power of Beats slash Apple, because Apple now knows Beats, which is going to become relevant later on in the podcast as we are talking about brand today. So, we yeah. are. But Johnny Beats has by Dre. About his friend. Not by, well, yeah. So by just Dre. someone I know. I was I was learning that Alex didn't know what the town moor was, which anyone who's in Newcastle will be amazed. Big field, huge field in Newcastle, in the, right in the middle. And he, the, my friend was who just bought similar headphones, was on a dog walk, pulled a poo bag out of his pocket with a headphone without realizing. Headphones on the ground somewhere in the town moor. Realizes when he gets home, decides to go back out again, retraces all of his steps, and finds a headphone. See. Amazing, and I have a very similar story to that of retracing steps. And I think that's one of the things I think you know we can talk about like big life successes, but moments like that when so the moment that he I know what it felt like when he retraced his step. He had twenty thousand steps, did you say? It, so, yeah, well, yeah. To find an individual headphone. Now, like you can look at that in terms of efficiency and all this jazz. <laughs> Doesn't matter because the feeling when it's so oh you feel amazing. So I had this thing that happened to me in uni where I'd I was doing an all nighter. I'd fin- finishing an essay, um, and for anyone that's done an all nighter, you know that kind of delirious when it's like the, the sun's come up at this point, <laughs> and you're, you're, you're tap- finalizing your paper, and it was you know it, it was it had gone that late that the cleaners were then coming round and cleaning the library. Uh, so I had my, you know, I had my snacks that I'd helped survive me the night, you know, like a little, like some Lunchables or something. And I finished those. They'd gone about 1am, 2am or something like that. Um, and I had my like little iPod next to them. And so the cleaner comes around. I'm kind of just lost in the essay. I've got into a groove now. I've got to bang out the final few, few hundred words. And the cleaner comes around. I kind of don't notice them. They're sort of there, but you know, whatever. And then I look and my iPod is gone. <laughs> and I'm like, I also, I'm the kind of person that loses things quite easily. So there was a kind of psychological, oh, this again. Um, but 
it, it's gone. And so I look in my bag. I'm like, oh, where have I put it? And obviously, like I'm, at this point, I'm delirious. I'm like half awake, and I'm just panicking. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, um, where where could it be? Um, and I, I think back, do the similar thing that your friend did, and like retrace the steps. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's in the fucking trash. The, the woman has put it in the bin. The, the cleaner has taken the iPod and cleaned it up with my things. And then I went a level deeper of rethinking the steps. I went, okay, what was, what was in that trash bag? What was, what was in the bin bag that I had? I, oh, I remember it was, a clear, it was a clear plastic bag. So I, I remembered that about it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I can talk to the cleaners and, you know, do that. So I, I go to find the cleaners. Um, you know, I'm now like stalk, walking around each floor of the library looking for the cleaning staff. I'm like, oh, you know, have you seen my iPod? Now, they don't get paid enough to really care about whether or not they swept up my iPod. And some of them, some of them didn't have great English. So, like, trying to communicate that they had put my iPod in the bin, and where, where might those bin bags be, was really, really difficult. Because they were just like, uh, I don't understand. Uh, yes, I clean. I, yes, I clean. Like, they did a lot of that, a lot of that conversation. And I'd be like, yes, I know you clean, but you... They just, they just didn't get it so then i'm like you know again still delirious still like is this really happening I'm, I'm not quite sure and i think okay what can i realistically do to try and get my ipod there's a lot of stuff on there there's a lot of notes on there and i hadn't synced it out to the cloud at this point this was a few years back before i was savvy to all of that stuff <laughs> oh my god what can i do like half my life's on this thing um so i ended up following one of the cleaners like literally behind like behind them sort of like trying to keep my distance so I didn't get rumbled following them to where the bin bags were and then like all the bin bags hadn't been taken away yet thankfully um so they were just kind of like you know it's it's a big library seven or eight floors um so there's like a hundred bags but luckily most of them are kind of see-through I look back in my memory like okay what snacks did I have over the course of writing this essay. So I've got hundred bags, they're all see-through in front of me. What snacks did I have? I was like, okay, so, you know, there was a Monster Energy drink, there was the Lunchables, uh, they had like a pasty, uh, there was probably, you know, a few other things, an Oasis I think I probably had at some point in the night. And I'm like scanning these bags like, oh, oh, that one looks like it could be it. So <laughs> this is now, it's broad daylight, people are now going to work and they just see me dressed like clearly just looking frazzled and tired rummaging through bin bags but i found it it was in <laughs> this bin bag and so but really the the retracing your steps method is incredibly effective and so satisfying i think the more steps there are for you to retrace the more satisfying it is do, 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 do you find that like as you're looking bin bag to bin bag the thoughts become more and more catastrophic and you start like i oh, have to buy like a new ipod's gonna cost it like, oh, I, was, I was all those songs on there that i'll not be able to get back and oh and it's then a you bag. find it and, and you're like <sighs> and all of that goes away i think i literally cheered i was like yes <laughs> to anyone to anyone walking by going to work just this weird lanky kid rummaging <laughs> things going yeah <laughs> Yeah. I have just to, I have one more story, which is similar to that. Keep it very brief and then we'll actually talk about the subject. But essentially 
day of exams in in accounting due to finish. Me yeah. and two other friends, actually this, the same guy who found his headphone, due to, <laughs> due to go to Vegas for first time oh, we'd nice. ever been to Vegas, like big holiday, all like incredibly excited about it. Sat in the office, like the next day we're due to go. Someone said to me, you better not have lost your passport. And you're like, oh, fuck, yeah, that thought of, actually, good point, like where is my passport? And then all these memories of like, oh, actually, I had to scan it for something. So it was in my work bag. And that morning, I'd put a bunch of, like, confidential paper in the confidential waste bin that's locked, that you can't get in, oh, no. in the in the office. Um, so I, like, left the office immediately. I was like, looked in my bag, couldn't find my passport. Went home, looked in my bedroom, couldn't find my passport. Same process, like, oh, my God, Attic. it's in the confidential waste bin, yeah. where everything gets shredded. Yeah. Like, so... It, and it gets cleaned regularly because it's obviously confidential waste. Got back, had to get like the facilities management of the building to come into the room and open up the bin. Everyone in the office, like the partners are there, like to look <laughs> at what I'm doing. Passport's not in the bin. Oh, t- t- <laughs> t- oh no. <laughs> turns out, turns out it was just in my bedroom. <laughs> that's one of the, that, that's another one. I mean, as I said, I'm quite experienced with losing stuff. <laughs> like when you become fixated on the location it should be it's in there it's yeah definitely in there and then it's just like under a under like a bed sheet and you just made it's it. exactly it, it was just under it was under a like a stack another stack of paper <laughs> but because it's quite thin oh. you like look at a stack of paper on the thing and it looks like it's flush and you think well i'm not going to go through every paper because it's it's in the, the paper bin at work exactly. And like it being under there doesn't fit with what I think's happening. That's, so that's I need to go back. Everyone was watching you, and uh... <laughs> but then, but then, then you have to deal with so like because the other the, like the nastiest side effect of this was because I was going on holiday the next day. I had all this work I had to do to get over the line before the next day. But actually, what I'd done was spend the entire afternoon <laughs> not doing any of that work and just creating fuss for the sake of it when it was home all along. Yeah. So, so if there's a lesson to be to learn from that, it's that we need to talk about branding. Exactly. Well, exactly. We wouldn't have been. Well, you. I mean, passport is not a brand, but, but it's kind of my brand. It's my my personal brand. <laughs> but in the eyes of the government, but no. In terms of branding, we were all looking for things that were valuable to us, and they were, we paid good money for them because of the brand that they were. Exactly. Exactly uh, that. And you know this is this is the start of a series basically called you know how to start an online fitness business and one of the first things you need to consider is your brand and then in relation to your brand your niche and we're going to talk about both of those things today uh, because they're kind of a, they're very much a key element of the online side of things which isn't as doesn't feel as obvious when you're doing kind of in person personal training um, and I think it's something that we find to be the big divider in terms of who manages to find success online, essentially. Yeah. So I, I've actually just had a conversation with someone about why we are called propane fitness. Yeah. Um, and the short answer is there isn't really a reason um, other than like it was initially a, a joke that got seriously out of hand. All of this. This is all. <laughs> yeah, this is all still just linked up to a big a joke that I made ten years ago. Um, but yeah, I think like when people think of 
brand they think name yeah. logo and then it, they probably start thinking of like website what my website looks like do i need a business card mm-hmm. if i'm going to be an online fitness professional and then like do i need my offline brand to be different to my online brand should it be my name or should it be a logo all these questions if only we knew i haven't got a clue so if only <laughs> if only we knew <laughs> But I think that that's so when, you know, and then when someone comes with like creating the business, I don't know, I think it might be a hangover from like movie scenes where like the name, the name, oh, the name, like the name of your business, especially at the start, just doesn't matter at all, really. As long as, Mm. as long as it's not completely misleading or just like a massive turnoff to your target audience. They're the only two things that really matter that much. Like propane fitness is not in, you know, you could post, so having propane fitness being successful, you could do the post analysis of, well, oh yes, propane, flames, fire, ignite, burning, health, fitness. Like you could do all that. And like, there's some value in that, but there's also basically none. Like yeah, that's overthinking at that point. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, the fact, the only reason it's a good name or like it seems like a good name is because the business is a good business and the name kind of doesn't, you know, it doesn't turn people away. It doesn't make people think, oh my God, what that, you know. So, well, so I, th- th- this whole thing, like it's, it's fascinating to me that when I see like clients in a testimonial say like, ah, oh, since I've been with propane, <laughs> I'm like, take that sentence in isolation, completely meaningless. Like at, what a weird thing to say since I, or like, I'm looking forward to continuing with propane. Like what, what does that mean? But like, but I think the whole, the whole point is, people get really stuck at this level at this stage like what am i going to call my thing um and the fact that like our business name means absolutely nothing really like propane burns at a very low temperature it's purple it's usually involved in like patio heaters and and that sort of thing like it's a very non-exciting it's not even used for barbecues all the time it doesn't even cut that like i when i when i suggested it i was like oh that's surely that's involved in some kind of like jet engine propulsion like big explosions yeah. and actually it's like a really safe commercial gas that's like used for very non-exciting very safe things so like it's we're called that and then in spite of that people then start to just call people just start to just say it in a sentence well, and it I, starts I, I meaning something that, that's where having a brand name becomes important so it's not the specificity of what the name actually is but you need language to help people understand bigger ideas and bigger collections of ideas on like a yeah. philosophical level. Like that's why language is so important. That's why humans managed to beat out all other species was because they were able to use language to communicate complex concepts in shorter periods of time, essentially. And propane, yeah. you know, with propane, what that propane, when you know, the coaches we work with are using, that's in relation to everything that they've experienced with the business and they can then just shorten that to propane. So that's why it, ne- it needs to happen because people need to be able to communicate what you do effectively to other people. And you need to be able to communicate effectively what you do and you need something simple to be able to unify that. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, completely. So like the take home from that is it doesn't really matter as much as you'd think. Like it matters that it is something. It matters. You it doesn't have matter what, what, yeah. what that is what that is as long as it's not an appalling turn off like you know yeah if it was like terrorist health like obviously 
that's not going to appeal to people. Like, <laughs> or, or even like patio cleaning. Yeah. Or, you exactly. know, something that it, that is not fitness. Exactly. You know, that someone like looks at it and thinks, what's that? So if you look at all of like the big businesses, people might overthink like, oh, Starbucks. Oh, what's the, uh, if we look at the kind of linguistic of the syllables on Star, like Starbucks was initially called Starbucks Tea and Spices. Like that's all it was. And it sold tea and spices. Like, isn't it, isn't Starbucks the name of a mermaid? It, it's no, it's in the, so it's, it's from Moby Dick and it's one of, that's it's it. one of the, it's one of the shipmates in Moby Dick on the P quad, I think. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so it's just, and nobody knows that and nobody cares about that. They care about the service that Starbucks offers, but because they have that name, that's kind of, yeah, it's individual to them, but that that's, that's down the line for you as well. Like the only yeah. reason that people can call it propane now, as opposed to propane fitness is because there's a lot more brand power behind it. That's built up over years of doing things and helping people. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And like, it then starts to become, in like st- Starbucks level, yeah. it starts to become a language by itself. Like, oh, should we get a Starbucks yeah. instead of should we get a coffee? Exactly. You know, Starbucks, as you say, like it mean it's a collection of things that may mean any of Starbucks products. And Star- Starbucks, it, it, it specifically, are actually a really good example because they then created like they popularized fancy coffee, didn't they? And made yeah. like the frappuccino and. Lots of different things that didn't necessarily exist before, which is like brat, like the Frappuccino is a brand in itself almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like these are, they're just words to describe ideas. And so if you, if I think, if you think of it like that, then it take, almost takes the pressure off a little bit. Hi, I'm Jason. And I recently completed the seven day on-ramp course for online coaching with Propane Fitness. I enrolled because I currently work offline and wanted to know the best way to start my venture into online coaching. I've been following Propane Fitness for a number of years online and this just seemed like the perfect opportunity. One concern that I had before starting the course was that I don't really have much in the way of a social media following. I spoke to Johnny before enrolling and he assured me that as long as I had some kind of social media following, I could utilise the tools and techniques. The course was excellent. I found it helpful, engaging and insightful. It also kept me accountable, logging in for the lives each day with Johnny and then having work to do afterwards. It meant I went and got it done and actioned the advice. So by the end of the week, I had gained three paying online clients and that's having little to no social media following and never really having put any fitness content out online before. As well as those clients, I've come away from the course with a newly instilled confidence and clear direction of where I can take my online coaching business in the future. I highly recommend signing up for the course. And thanks again to Johnny and Yusuf. But I think the most common question we get is, well, the two most common questions on brand specifically are, should it be the same offline and online? Mm -hmm. And should it be like Johnny Fitness or should it be a business name? Yeah. Like, because people have seen like Joe Wicks, or, you know, I suppose a lot of people who are very much in the public eye are a single, it's like James Smith PT. Yes. So a lot of people have copied the PT add-on to their name and that becomes their brand. So what do you think about that? I think it depends on what you're, like, what what are you selling and what's your, well, so, it's, so with you and, jo- you and Yusuf, for example, like you needed to have unifying name because yusuf and johnny fitness eh, 
You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where, like propane is a bit more, and it's it's a tough one. And the, the again, the answer comes back to it doesn't actually matter too much at the start. Um, you know, so then you have like Mike Isretto and Nick Shaw, their Renaissance periodization. That's a that's a brand name. Or P ninety X, for example. You know, that's what's his name, Sean. Yeah. I think it's Sean, isn't I it? I don't know. Yeah, I know. He, I, know I know. You mean that? Yeah, so, doing all right. Yeah, and it, it, and the only reason that they like, well, so like James Smith PT is is only available as a brand because he's like carved a niche out as to who he is if that makes sense. And, and yeah. that's, that's the thing with naming it after yourself. You have to be a unique angle in the market to be able to do that. Otherwise, well, you don't, again, you sort of don't have to either. It's, if that's something that you're stressing, you're not stressing the right things in your business, I think, yeah. especially if you haven't launched it. Um, and, you know, this episode yeah, yeah. about how to start it. And so if you, if you don't have an idea that comes to your head in like 10 minutes of brainstorming, then maybe just go for your name and PT or, you know, say you, for example, you're a swim coach, you know, Matt Rhodes, swim, swim coach, whatever the hell that would be. I've made up that name. But, yeah. Someone, Matt Rhodes will be out there listening going like, Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> I've never thought oh, about should I be doing swim coaching. Um, I think the, so like at the time, the reason we didn't go with Johnny and Yusuf fitness, yeah. uh, aside from the fact that it sounds shit is that we were copying like, T Nation and mm-hmm. bodybuilding.com and I suppose like a lot it wasn't it wasn't as trendy like not as many people were doing it yeah. we didn't know anyone else who was doing it so we didn't and like Instagram didn't exist so the 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 like the view into the world of other people trying it wasn't there and it just felt it felt like well I was trying to start a business and a businesses businesses normally have names yes um, but you don't it's quite rare, apart from like sole traders, maybe, you know, like individual shops like takeaways or news agents, yeah. you know, like go down the high street and see the businesses being called the name of the person who founded them, right? Like it's normally called something and then yeah. there's a business owner. Um, and I think like, I like to, I mean, we didn't have this thought at the time, but I think the benefit of it is like other people have been able to help us. Like yes, Alex is now a coach in, the propane brand of stuff that we do and someone doesn't sign up with us and think oh shit like i thought i was going to speak to johnny from johnny and yusa fitness it's like there's a there's a brand that other people can be part of and still be part of the brand and still help the brand and it's like separate to us in a way which i i prefer because it's less like if yusa goes out and does something really horrendous in the in public and gets like cancelled on yeah, which he probably will. You know, like it's a matter of time. Um, it's not necessarily going to affect. It's not going to affect the brand. Yeah. Um, it just affects his personal brand. Um, so yeah, I think like it's probably harder to 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 build a business brand that's separate to you initially. Yes. Because online, I think people hold businesses at arm's length sometimes. Yes, definitely. So the, the natural assumption is, well, they're trying to sell to me. Otherwise, what what are they doing? Like, why well, yeah. is a business posting if it's not trying to sell? It becomes the weird thing of, like, they were still buying from, you know, fitness clients are still buying from you as opposed to, you know, well, they're buying from what you and Johnny, what you and Yusuf represent in, as, like, in the propane brand. So it becomes, like, a weird conversation. But for the sake of, I think the sake of ease for anyone listening is, like, okay, I'm getting started out. How do I get started? Yeah. Um, if you want to go like long-term and you want to have employees down the line and that's something that you envision for your future, um, 
probably have a business name. And even if you, and it also protects you about like, if you want to change industries down the line and you're like, okay, you know, I I don't want to do the general population anymore. I want to really nail in on whatever, then it becomes a bit of a, you know, like Joe Wicks. If Joe Wicks wanted to become like a power athlete, it would be quite difficult. Well, actually it wouldn't be difficult because he has so many followers, but you know what I mean? It, It becomes like, it, it's more of a, like he has to maintain that brand all the time, which in a way becomes like a bit of a trap slightly. Whereas if you can keep those things separate, you, you do allow yourself space away from the business and space to be yourself outside of the business as well. Yeah. All right. So he, he's a good example as well because he's got like his own kitchenware range. He's got a book. He's got a program. He appears on podcasts separately, TV separately. So like, a way that you can use I, I completely agree like i think this this episode specifically in these topics i think the thing to take away from all of this stuff is this is where most people get like bogged down in the details and overthink yeah, things we're, and never we're get getting bogged down the details we're, we are yeah, yeah. but Sorry. we're getting bogged down so other people don't have to exactly. that's the <laughs> um, so like do not overthink brand and as Alex is saying, like, just go with your own name because you can go with your own name and then still have a separate business. So like, if you look at Yousef on Twitter, he's Yousef on Twitter. Like if people say, people never say to me, oh, I, I saw, it looks like Propane's really angry on Twitter at the moment. They always say, it looks like Yousef's really angry on Twitter at the moment. So it's like, he's a personal brand promoting the business, um, which is separate. It's a separate thing, but it's a say, it's functionally, it's the same. It's like, if you use your own name, you can always change it. Like call your business something in the future, call your program something in the future. It doesn't have to be, what was the name? Matt Rhodes, Matt, Matt Rhodes, Rhodes PT, <laughs> Matt Rhodes swim coach and the Matt Rhodes swim coach, six week program. Like yeah. you can call it something you can call it something else. Maybe Matt Rhodes sw- six week swim coach program becomes like swim quick. And yeah. it's like swim, 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 swim quick limited. Swim, um, quick, Matt Rhodes. Sw- swim quick. Um, yeah. So, that's i'd say like and i I think this is this is the other thing of like where well there's a couple of things off the back of that or where like brand in understanding your brand the first thing you have to understand and the first thing you kind of we would advise that you figure out in relation to moving forward with starting this business would be your niche that is that's very informative of your brand and once you're there i think a lot of the clouds lift in terms of you're like oh what should i name this oh should i copy Matt Rhodes and his swim coach business. Like, what should I do? It becomes, it becomes a lot. Of- I really hope is Matt Rhodes based on anything. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Just- I really hope someone called Matt Rhodes is listening. Um- <laughs> That'd just be the weirdest experience. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of, so once you, once you figure out your niche, so and by niche we just mean the, the the target market that you want to serve and that your expertise will be best suited to serving and helping them solve their problem. Once you figure out all of that, the brand stuff becomes like this second order consequence of that. That's like it, it, it shouldn't be the thing that you start with because you have nothing to go off and because it's going to change as you grow anyway. Um, and as the as the yeah. business grows and as you see what people respond to, you're going to change up certain elements. And if you try and plan it all before you start moving. You know, it, it's like someone trying to like, well, it'd be like an explorer. And instead of going into the jungle, they guess what the jungle might look like. And they talk about <laughs> other jungles. And they're like, 
you have to go into the jungle and you, you have some best practices for exploring this jungle and you have some ways of doing it, but you just have to go in it. You have to start moving and, and then you have to react based on what's happening. And, and it's very much the same with trying to create something. And in this case, creating a business, creating an online personal training business, you have to get the thing moving. Um, so getting hung up on trying to plan out your brand before it's actually in motion doesn't make any sense. Especially when it comes to building a program, because like, so that's, that's like, you know, the only reason we have survival advice for, for, for being lost in the jungle is because yeah. at some point somebody got lost in the jungle. Yes. And they were like, Oh shit. Like actually I'm encountering all these problems. And like, maybe they didn't make it. And then maybe the next person did. And over time you come up with this, like, okay, this is the best way to survive in a jungle. So it's like, if you are, if you're trying to help people, help trying to help a specific person by guessing based on your knowledge and your expertise, like, I think this might be what the person wants is maybe they'll respond to this marketing message. And maybe this is the name I should call it. This is the brand. This is the coloring. Like it's way easier to just get people into the program and let them tell you. So that comes back to like, well, who? is that person going to be? And this is another, so like if we look at the journey of people through the program, through our program, yeah. they kind of like, they have, they come up with their name and they're really excited. They get their logo and then often they get caught in niche yeah. as this big, like, and I think the, the biggest misconception is once you've picked your, once you've picked your niche, yeah. like there's no competition now. <laughs> it's like, oh, like men between the ages of 35 and 37 called Matt Rhodes who are, um, looking to lose weight, they, like, there. There, no one else is trying to target them. Yeah. Um, so it, but it's not really, it doesn't really matter because Matt may well be in that range of people, but he's also part of 10 other niches. If you define it slightly differently, being targeted by thousands of other coaches targeting each one of those niches. So it's like, well, who's Matt going to pick as a coach? It's just the person who, says something or communicates with him in a way that just he's like oh yeah that looks that looks interesting well exactly I, that makes sense to me and this this is where it all kind of this ends up you know it's all connected to everything's connected to everything in a business and there's no like thing that's just siloed off on you know there's not like you have the brand name and that doesn't affect anything that happens and you have the niche and like it's all connected and you're working with this kind of thing that's also interacting with a, a market um so sort of in relation to kind of your brand and your niche, it, like, like you said, that the person in that market who's going to win out is the person who speaks to that person the most. Um, yeah. Obviously, the example you used of like Matt Rhodes is between 35 and 37. That niche is probably slightly too small. Um, yeah. And yeah, well, maybe it's not. Maybe Matt Rhodes is a fairly common name. But in terms of like if you were trying to build a business to run for several years, you might quickly saturate the Matt Rhodes market. Um, yeah well well yeah but so i think the, the bigger problem with that example is so I, I use this example with people when i'm discussing this with them on like the enrollment call into the program is they'll say like i really want to go after busy professionals yeah so like, well yeah like so do thousands of other coaches at the yes. moment like that's the propane fitness market is that mm-hmm. but like i a lot of my friends are busy professionals and if i were to like line them up and say, right, here's a program for all of you. It would literally be like in that group of people, there there are people who have never touched a barbell. Yeah. And there's a guy who deadlifts like 280 kilos in the 83 kilo weight class. Like all busy professionals. 
Yes. So it's just, it's a specific niche. They're all within a year of each other. They all work the same job. They're all in the same industry. But the problem that they all have is very different. And the goal that they all have is very different. And I think that's what's more important when it comes to niche selection. It's like they could all be scrolling through Instagram at 9 p.m. on a Friday yeah. and stop at totally different things. Definitely. But they, but by this like traditional niche definition, they are the same niche. Well, exactly. And I think this is, so this is, this delves into something like the psychographics and demographics. So, you know, demographics. So with the Matt Rhodes example, people named Matt Rhodes is, is a demographic, you know, that's like a, <laughs> like a statistic that you could like draw up and say, this is the number of people that are called that on their government, you know, certificate or whatever. <laughs> Um, so that is not that doesn't really help you in terms of a brand or in terms of helping someone because people called Matt Rhodes have a billion different problems you know okay and then you narrow it so then you narrow it to people called okay we'll get we'll get rid of a Matt Rhodes qualifier (laughs) Um, but you know so but then I think that's where people sometimes think they're niching down more is with stuff that doesn't actually inform their attitudes. And that's where psychographics comes in, which is all about like the beliefs, uh, the kind of taste profile of someone, you know, like, Oh, you know, are they, are they really into action movies? Are they, um, do they believe in minimalism or are they quite like decadent with their life? You know, what, what, and, and this is where the propane fitness brand succeeded because it targeted people that yes, they're in that range of friends that you were talking about, but you also, well, you niched in on an extra demographic, which was that kind of finance professionals. Um, so you could speak to that as well because you were finance professionals at the time. Um, you also, there, there's kind of an attitude thing of like, they probably had a little bit of experience with a barbell, you know? So closer towards that kind of, well, your mate that could deadlift 280 kilos, not quite there, but in between that and the person who never goes to the gym. And then on top of that, you have people that are very analytical, which is kind of already in there with the finance professional thing because people don't generally do that who aren't analytical. Um, yeah. But but it's it's about creating basically a niche that is specific in attitude, specific in kind of experience, but is also broad enough that the market's not going to be tiny. You know, it yeah. wasn't just yeah. It wasn't that those people that lived in Jesmond. Who were re- who were really interested in angling and fishing on a Friday evening? Exactly. And go to yeah, like you, obviously you can you can make a niche so specific that it just has one person in. Yeah, like you can do that. Um, but I think like niches. The, the fundamental reason why you pick a niche is you want to sell something to someone. So like, why does someone buy something? Well, they have a problem or a goal, and then they have like a set of preferences, as you were saying, they have like a t- taste profile around that. So. If I'm going to sell, I decide, right, I'm going to sell fitness fat loss coaching to somebody, like who do I know the most about in terms of that struggle? Like who who do I have the most understanding of? What are they going to struggle with? Well, I know things like, you know, like the Friday night beer pressure to go out for a beer yeah. in the pub over the road is like ever present for anybody who's ever worked in a, probably any job, to be honest, any like busy job where there's a, a Friday night finish and everyone's like work towards a deadline. But in finance, it's a big thing. So a lot of entertaining goes on. Um, and a lot, there's a lot like everyone's, most people are very stressed and, or don't like their job. So they, they drink to, to get around that. Um, but that's a very specific, so like I can, I can use that in my marketing. I can use the, like the office canteen. I can use the, um, taking out a protein shake when you get to the office and someone's saying something about like, oh, you, you know, what's that for? 
um, there's all these kind of nuances that I've just experienced and Yusuf's experienced that means that if that person is going to pick a coach to work with, are they going to pick a PT who's never experienced that before? Yeah. Or are they going to pick someone who like gets it? Like, and that, this is the same thing with, you know, 20 year old guys who are working with new mums. Like they can do that. There's no reason why they can't do that. But if you don't know anything about them and there's another PT who's was a mum three years ago for the first time and got through it with certain fitness approaches, they're going to win the attention game. Like they're going to win that person's business over the 20 year old. Unless the 20 year old is like so hot to the mum. But that's a different Well, that's a different thing completely. Different thing. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Like and and it's it's always a it's a balance and, and business is very much about balancing the ex- extreme ends. I think people have this idea of either like like you're gonna have to post a million times to social media or it's nothing. There's no <laughs> or like you have to serve everyone or you serve no one or like, Oh, you know, you have to serve one really specific person or, or you don't, it never works like that. And that's not how it works in practice. Um, you, you even, spe- even when you get down to quite specific things, you generally share a lot of commonalities with people. And it's also worth remembering that the niche you pick is not going to be all of your clients ever in an online space, you know? And there's, there's the niche you pick and the niche you create your content towards. And then this is going to come later on in this series, but there's like Facebook ads and you can't run that exactly to that niche because you just, the technology is not there for you to specify that person exactly, but you go for the best practice of who you think is going to be broadly close to that niche, you know, one or two degrees close to that niche. That pool of people is bigger and you're also still going to attract some of those people as well. It's not only, you know, propane fitness, although you wrote it basically for the younger version of you and Yusuf, appeals to a much broader audience in it it's also it's kind of counterintuitive because it's some people that have literally nothing in common with you really but Mm -hmm. the specificity of what you write and the when you write about stuff that is you've actually experienced or not you don't you don't necessarily have to experience yourself but stuff that you have like a deep understanding of people will gravitate towards that whether or not it's exactly what's going on with them as well Um, and and that's another big thing of kind of yeah no. Well, that I think that people worry about that when they're picking a niche because they're like, oh my God, like if, if I decide to only work with finance professionals who are in their 30s, what if I, like, what if there's not enough of those people? And it's it's like, we, we have worked with a, a massive spectrum of, of clients over the years. We were explained this idea by a business coach like years ago. And I remember hearing it at the time thinking like, that doesn't make any sense. But he was like, you'll find that you set up a shop selling apples and one day someone comes and says, you got any bananas, mate? And you go, uh, no, but I, I come back tomorrow, I'll get you a banana. And then you have bananas. And then someone comes in and says, like, have you got any oranges? And before you know it, you're, you're like a mango expert or like a, wa- a watermelon expert. Yeah. And like, actually the idea of selling apples was like, God, remember five years ago when we used to only sell apples. And like, you just find that the people that you work with who res- you resonate with the most or you get the best results with, will probably evolve and change over time a little bit as you change and evolve over time as a coach. So the most important thing really is like, if you had to sell to anybody, if you've got to like get in touch with a group of people today and you've got to sell to them, like who might immediately see you as an expert? Who's going to not have the question of like, who the fuck are you? Why should I listen to you? Yeah. It's probably someone who's a little bit behind you in the journey 
who's yeah. like maybe not quite where you are yet. It doesn't have to be like you don't have to have like bigger biceps than them. You just have to have to have like solved the problem that they're trying to solve. Like, what do those people have in common? What problem do they have? What goal do they want? Try and sell, try and sell your stuff to them, and like the rest will figure it out. The rest will it, stuff will figure itself out over over the years. But that person who does that will always beat the person who spends a year worrying about should my logo be purple or blue. Yeah. Or like, should it, should I be like Matt Rhodes PT or should I be swim quick limited? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. And that's why this branding conversation really veered off into the world of niche because your niche has to inform, niche will inform all of your branding in a much more natural way than you trying to do it any other way around. And, and also just to understand, like Johnny said, like if you're seven out of 10 happy, with your name, with your logo, then just keep moving forward and build something good. Yes. And if anybody takes the name Swim Quick Limited, we will sue you faster than you know what's happened. Yes, so. I'll, I'll get my lawyer on you. And me and Matt Rhodes will see you in court. <laughs> <laughs> Have we done it? Yeah. Do you think that's it? Is it? There's nothing else to say. Uh, that's a great outro line. <laughs> Have we done it? Yeah. Is it finished? Can I go now? Um, what's next in the series, Alex? Uh, why should I? If I'm sat there thinking like mm, this podcast was a bit boring, I'll probably not wait for the next one. Why should I? Why should I wait and listen to the next episode? Well, so in the next episode, you know, we're going to talk about the kind of the, the next step. So launch. You know, what surrounds a launch of a product? What surrounds all of this kind of stuff? What do you need to have in place to launch your thing? Um, you know, because after listening to this, you should, you know, you've figured out a niche by then. So come back next week and we'll talk about launching it. The the launch strategy that, that GPs don't want you to know. <laughs> Do- doctors doctors hate hate them for revealing doctors this secret launch strategy. This this middle-aged mum from a fishing town figured out a perfect launch strategy that doctors hate. And now makes £300 an hour working from home exactly. or whatever. Exactly. Yes. So that's but yeah. Cool. I mean, it 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 is it, it is just like the most systematic, simple way of launching possible. Exactly. And like, we'll, we're just going to explain the whole thing for free in the next episode. So, how's that for a hook? Boom, boom. Right. We'll see everybody on the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run? build and scale propanefitness.com head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build propane fitness we walk through the sales systems the delivery systems follow-up remarketing how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24 7 we really do cover the full thing right and if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. 
If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.